on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Foley. The losing streak is now eight straight games. Brewers fall to the Washington Nationals. Final score, 8-6. to six. They lose the series. They'll try to salvage a game tomorrow, but things just continue to go poorly for this team. I guess if we're going to try to look at it from a positive point of view, they have the three-run seventh inning where they get themselves back into the game. They make a little bit of noise in the ninth, but a loss is a loss, and they lose this game today. And again, eight straight games for the Brewers. This is now their longest losing streak since 2015. They lost eight in a row in September of 2015 so it has been it's been a little bit and here they are in a spot where uh, things are just not going well and now with the Cardinals winning in walk-off fashion today against the Reds the Cardinals were down and hit a walk-off home run to turn that game over and uh, end up winning it the Brewers find themselves now a game and a half out of first place in the NL Central. So we're not going to sugarcoat it. Not a lot of good things going on right now for this team. Uh, Eric Lauer was moving along pretty good, and then he runs into trouble. He allows three home runs to be hit uh, by the Nationals in the fifth inning. Uh, Soto, Cruz, and Bell all go deep. If we look for positives, Christian Yelich, three hits, including a home run. He has the leadoff home run. Victor Caratini had a nice day with a couple hits. Uh, the bullpen did a, a nice job with uh, Strzelecki, Milner, and Williams. But the bottom line is a loss is a loss, and the Brewers lose today to Washington. 8-6 again, eight-game losing streak now for this team as they look to get out of it. If you want to join us, multiple ways to get connected with the program. You can call, you can text into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line. That phone number, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. That's how you call, that's how you text, or you can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I've had a lot of questions recently about when... Craig Council gets on the hot seat over this losing streak. And we have already seen two managers in Major League Baseball this year be fired in uh, in Joe Girardi and Joe Madden. Maybe I'm naive on this, but I do not think Craig Council is anywhere like in the the same state as a hot seat. Uh there there is not a scenario where I see him losing his job. He is a great manager. He has been in the top three in manager of the year voting year after year after year. And if you fire the manager over a losing streak, admittedly, it's a long losing streak. Eight games is a long losing streak. Not sugarcoating, it's a long losing streak. But any organization that fires a manager with the track record and the reputation and the ability of a Craig Council over a losing streak, I mean, that's just... That's a very short-sighted bad decision, in, in my opinion, and I don't see that happening. So I kind of just want to end that conversation right there because I think a lot of people have seen what's happened in the last week-plus in Major League Baseball with two managers being fired, and then they see the Brewers on a, on a long losing streak right now, and the question pops into their head, is there any chance that that could happen with the Brewers? And uh, my answer to that is no. 
Uh, I don't. I don't think there is a legitimate chance of that happening. I guess crazier things have happened. You never know. All of a sudden, you wake up and you get shocked. But I would be beyond beyond shocked if that did end up happening. And I don't think he deserves it either. Like I think it would just be. If that were to happen, I think it'd be a horrible decision. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The Accurate Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me if you like at Matt Pauley on air. M H E T P A U L E Y on air. Craig Sean from Valley Sports Wisconsin. He'll join us in just a moment or so. Taking you till seven thirty this evening. Taking all thing talking all things Brewers baseball after a tough afternoon at the yard in our nation's capital. Back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Coming. And he's swinging a fly ball here to deep center. Back Robles out of the warning track looking up. It's gone. A home run for Christian Yelich. Leadoff pop for Yelly. His first home run since the Brewers were in Cincinnati. 8-6, the Brewers lose in Washington. Brewers extra innings does continue here on WTMJ. I'm Matt Pauley. Craig Sean will be joining us momentarily uh, before... We've got Craig available right now. All right, Craig, uh, we bring him on. Craig, this is a eight-game losing streak, longest losing streak in seven years for this team. I know we can find some positives. They make a little noise late, but a losing streak like this obviously is not a good thing. No, it's not, and it you know it just continues to be unexpected, in, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think anybody really saw this coming because, Matt, we, we've talked about this a million times, and I know you've discussed it with uh, with Vinny and Augie, too. This pitching is, is too good of a staff to have a losing streak like this go on, and yet in a game like this today, you know, we see – Eric Lauer, of all people, you know, give up all these home runs, you know, three consecutive in the fifth inning, eight earned runs. I mean, this just doesn't uh, this doesn't fit that script. You know what I mean? So the Brewers hit three home runs today and score six runs. And, and it's it's really not even nearly enough because they, they did it after being down eight to one. Yeah, I mean, they actually out-hit Washington 11-9. Their team batting average during this rough period actually goes up after this game today. So it's easy to look at those numbers and say, okay, well, maybe they're, they're turning a corner. But the bottom line is you can't have a sequence like that that Lauer had where he gives up those three home runs. And Craig Council even said, and we'll run Craig Council's post-game press conference later on on this show, but I can tell folks, I mean, he basically said that on those second two home runs that Lauer gave up, he just kind of left those pitches in the in the middle of the zone, and that's something that that you can't do no you can't and and you know when he was out on the mound today too you even go back to that um that third inning uh to lead it off with luis garcia just had that swinging bunt that lands in between caratini and lauer and here's what can't happen there can't be miscommunication somebody somebody needs to be directly coming up with that ball win or lose on the throw but something's got to be somebody's got to come up with that ball in an, an attempted play there and then it snowballs after that then then you give up a walk that's the number uh that was the number uh, eight hitter you get an out and then you give up a walk to the leadoff man and then hernandez comes up in singles and now you got the bases loaded you're ahead of juan soto owen two and you walk him I mean, those things like that individually, you just you just see uh, step by step your your pitcher starting to a lose confidence, crumble a little bit, um, and then Cruz, you know, that big two RBI double that he had, and then Bell uh, again, great catch by Yelich, but 
the great catch is nullified because there's a runner at third with, you know, less than two outs, so it turns out to be a sacrifice fly, so you still give up a run in that case. So that that's kind of how it's been going, though, from the, the whole lack of hitting to when they finally get some hitting here in this one. It's the day that, you know, your starting pitcher who you're really counting on to, to go deep. Let's face it, the bullpen's been a mess, the middle portion of it, giving up a lot of runs through this, and and you want to avoid going through that. And, and unfortunately, all the runs landed on the starting pitcher, Lauer, today. I'm a big fan. I've, I've said this for a while. Like I, I've looked at Lauer's numbers since end of June last year and discussed just how he has been almost Corbin Burns-like from that period moving forward. But if we look at his stats in the month of May, in his five starts in the month of May, he gave up 11 runs. Craig, in his two starts in the month of June, he's given up 11 runs. He has already matched his total runs given up from the month of May, and we're talking right now on June 11th. Yeah, they they may need to do a little regrouping uh, with him of you know of of whatever that means within their organization and and I'm you know I'm not saying uh, you know you, you pause the guy but somehow you you, you gotta you got to fix something and, and notice that something is right. Maybe his velo might be down a little bit too, Matt. Uh, it's something we've been kind of tracking a little bit here too, and. Um, you know, just just the lack of success, I think, with him too, uh, up in the zone. We talked about this on our on our show that you know lately during this, uh, a lot of things that he's given up isn't so much up in the zone. It, it's down in the zone, and he's not being you know effective with his command and whatnot. And right now, nothing's nothing's working for him. So um, I see, you know, with a guy like Eric Lauer, myself, when I when I try to uh, get a beat on the demeanor of the starting pitchers especially because we see them out there you know over and over again inning by inning versus relief pitching i I like to look at what i think their demeanor is and how they're maturing and i and i still think that this is one of this guy's last steps is is his demeanor and his maturation to be able to to handle certain scenarios uh it may not be it uh but, uh, but let's face it, successful pitchers to make that next big jump uh, to more of a, a, a really good to great to elite status. And we've seen it with a guy like Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff uh, and Josh Hader and Devin Williams. You have to have everything packed into your demeanor uh, to, to a really high level as much as your ability to physically pitch as well. So uh, it could be that. Clearly the biggest positive to me is Christian Yelich. Three for five. It's the leadoff home run. He's got ten hits in his last five games. It's the first time he's had more than uh, two hits in a game since hitting for the cycle against the Reds back on May 11th. So he goes an entire month never having more than uh, two hits. But in this time, he's raised his average from 218 to 242. That's what he's done in these five games where he has uh, the ten hits. It, it seems I, I don't know if it's... You know, it's a chicken and egg sort of thing with the leadoff spot, but you just leave him there with the way he's swinging it at the moment. I am all for that. Uh, I really am. I, I mean, look, they've they've used Colton Wong in that leadoff spot quite a bit, and they've also bumped him way down in the order when they don't when they don't use him in that spot. And he's probably going to miss, um, you know, at least the next six or seven games uh, going on the injured list here today. So leave Yelich in that spot. I personally think if if his power production part of his game 
is is really gone down to what we have seen last year and and so far this year and he's maybe found the ability to at least get back on base at a high level um, either through singles or drawing walks that's all you can ask for out of a leadoff guy um, the home run today uh, out of the gates was great um, but you know, I'm not going to be one of these guys anymore that's going to say maybe that's a start and he's got his power back. I mean, the only way you know that is to see more and more and more and more of it. So to me, he's showing that more and more and more that he can at least get on base and is far more productive and meaningful for this team uh, right out of the gates in that leadoff position than, than the numbers he had been putting up you know, in a, in a run-producing role as the number three hitter. So I'd love to see him sit up there at number one right now. I mean, let's face it, you know, Wong's season numbers have been way down anyway. Uh, so I say leave Yelich there. Yeah. I'm just looking through his day-by-day real quick. I, this is his longest hitting streak of the year, I believe. He's got a couple four-gamers in there. I don't see another five-gamer. So unless I'm not seeing something, five-game hitting streak is his longest hitting streak of the year. So I'm with you, Craig. You leave him right there. All right. Uh, appreciate your time, as always. We'll check in again uh, coming up tomorrow. Great, Matt. Thanks. All right. That's Craig Kishon joining us here on the program. Brewers, they lose in Washington 8-6. Have some phone calls, some texts, and tweets to get to as we continue to break this one down. The Brewers lose. They are on an eight-game losing streak. Was there enough positives coming out of the final three innings this game to think that things are starting to turn around? We'll continue to discuss that as we continue on with the program in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. has made it a two-run game. Luis, his sixth home run, it's 8-6. But that's as close as they would get. They lose 8-6. They've lost the first two games of this three-game series. They'll wrap things up tomorrow afternoon before taking a much-needed off day on Monday. 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. Let's go to the phones. We've got Jason and Mequon. Hey, Jason, you're on WTMJ. Hey, Matt. Thank you very much. You do an excellent job. Um, while you were talking to Greg, you and Greg had a lot of food to chew on right there. Um, but, but my original point was... <laughs> It was going to be at least to have the wheels fall off in June rather than September, you know, so you can right the ship and get some of your players back and, you know, no more on the IR or whatever list they're calling it nowadays. Um, and just get your confidence back because they were, you know, actually starting to swing the bats a lot better than anybody thought they were going to do for the entire year. And they're starting pitching. Yeah, it went down a little bit, but, you know, it's still there. Um, and like Greg said, you can't let it get in your head. Like uh, last night's starter, he had a few bumps, but he didn't let, you know, get to his head. He just went yeah, out Jason, and I, pitched an entire game. So, Jason, I, th- I think it's a good positive point by you. And, look, it's... It's been over a week since they've won a baseball game. That's a really long time without a win in a baseball season. But at the same time, 
it's also not that long. And I know it sounds like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. You're used to seeing a team win even when things are not going well a couple, two, three times a week, and then when things are going really well, winning maybe five or six times in a week. Uh, and they haven't won in the last week plus. So that's why it feels like the, the sky is falling. You know, and the last time they had a seven-game losing streak before this, uh, that came back in 2018. July 11th to July 20th of 2018. 2018 ended up okay, and people were reacting during that losing streak the exact same way that people are reacting now. Losing streaks happen. I'm not saying I'm not dismissing the losing streak, but I'm also not saying that the season is over because of a losing streak. The truth is always somewhere in the middle, and I think that was a very good call right there from Jason. It kind of said that, you know, at least it's happening now and not happening much later in the season. This is a very, very good baseball team. This is a baseball team that's going to win a lot of games. This is a baseball team that I expect to see in the playoffs. They're just not playing good baseball right now. It happens. This losing streak has extended a little longer than you would want your your worst losing streaks to go. Let's grab uh, Doug in the Dallas has given us a call. Hey, Doug, you are on WTMJ. Yeah, Matt, this is Doug and Baraboo. Doug and Baraboo. Hey, Hey, Doug, sorry about uh, that. That's okay. Say, uh, yeah, very positive today with Christian Yelich. A little concerned about the ERA creeping up. But I wonder if you feel it's fair uh, at this time it's possible to start judging the the two new uh, batting uh, coaches. You know, last year at this time we were batting 233. This year we're batting going into today 230. But I went back. I took the pitchers out of last year, so it made it look, I thought, more fair, I guess you would say. Uh, and last year the position players were batting, where they batted 240 for the year. And I believe that's what the national, well, I believe that's what the major league average is right now, about about 240. So 240 versus 230, that that's 10 points. That's that seems uh, like like a lot. And 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 in on that note. Uh, do you think how does that work with two pitching or uh, uh, hitting coaches? I mean, does, do they gel together? Or I mean, you're there every day, and I mean, does that does that work? I, or do they? I don't know how you do that. Yeah, Doug, I appreciate the call. So it's, it is a little bit different because you've got the co-hitting coaches thing. They do work together. They both come from, you know, one's a little bit older, the other one's a little bit younger. They come from kind of different places. Look, I'm. I think we overstate the value of hitting coaches. I just, I think they're there. I'm not trying to dismiss them. It's not an easy job. Uh, But if you're doing it at the major league level, you're good at it. Um, And are either of these guys better than Andy Haynes? I don't know. Like They wanted a new voice. Andy Haynes is a really good hitting coach. If you get to this level, there's a reason why. Uh, there's an organizational hitting philosophy, and then also uh, you're, you're dealing with major leaguers who got to the point that they're at for a reason. So you're dealing with individuals and trying to help them out. Uh, the Brewers, as a team, are hitting 231 after today's game. Uh, the only teams worse, the Orioles, the Orioles, Pirates, Tigers, Diamondbacks, and A's. That's obviously uh, not good. When we get into some of their other numbers, their OPS is at 703. That's bottom third, but not quite as bad, just barely bottom third, almost middle of the pack. I don't know. Like, I'm just, when it comes to hitting coaches, I'm not going to sit here and say that, 
any of them are making this huge dramatic difference from a positive standpoint or a negative standpoint. It comes down to hitters. Uh, they wanted a new voice. They got a couple new voices in there, and that's how it worked. All right, we're a little bit late for news. That's coming up in two minutes. We're back after that. The Brewers end up losing to Washington today, 8-6. This is Brewers Extra Innings. One pitch, a high drive out to left. Thomas is back at the track. He looks up. It is gone for Mark Mathias. A two-run blast for Mathias, his first of the season. And the Brewers within four. It's an 8-4 to four ball game. First career home run for Mark Mathias. They went and got the uh, baseball for him. It sounded like they uh, gave back a Christian Yelich uh Signed bat for him to uh, to get the uh, first career home run, which is uh, pretty cool. Mark Mathias hitting the first, but the Brewers lose by an 8-6 score. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk text line. You can tweet in the program at Matt Pauley on air. Let's go back to the phones. Travis in Fond du Lac. Hey, Travis, you're on WTMJ. Hi, thank you. You're on the air. Go ahead. I was just thinking, um, yeah, I'm here. Um, I was just thinking if the Brewers did at some point, any point, fire Craig Council, would Chris Hook, the pitching coach, be gone as well? If so, that might be worth sticking around. He's probably one of the best, if not the best, in baseball. Yeah, again, I, I think starting this line of thought with Craig Council possibly losing his job as a non-starter. This is a, he is somebody who's going to be sticking around if if in a crazy scenario he went away, no, Chris Hook would not be going away as well. Hook is, uh, and I mean, I guess if they hired somebody new and they wanted a different pitching coach, that'd be signed. But like, uh, we're not going to go down this line of thought when really uh, it, we're not going to see Craig Council get fired, in my opinion. If I'm wrong on that, I'm wrong on that, and I'll, I'll, I'll wear it if, it if it were to happen. But I certainly do not see it happening at any point in time. Uh, let's go to uh, the text message. Uh, Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. Uh, Doug texting in says, have teams figured out? how to hit Brewers pitching. Right now it looks like it. If they have, this is going to be a long season. Adamas has to start hitting 190 is not acceptable. I think they're I no, I don't think teams have figured out how to hit Brewers pitching. I think the Brewers are in a slump. And when you're in a slump, when you're in a funk, whatever it is, everything goes badly. Everything goes poorly. Nothing's working. At some point this is going to turn around. This team had one of the best records in the National League just a few weeks ago. And it has completely fallen off. I get that. But the pitching, um, two things with the pitching. First off, they're without Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta. That matters. Those are two guys in the rotation uh, that you really want to have in the rotation. The other thing, this is something that Vinny Rotino has brought up, and I agree with him 100%. They're back to a straight five-man rotation now. They were in a six-man, not six-man, they were in a six-day rotation. So if they didn't have any off days, they used six starters. When they, did have, uh, when they did have off days, they went with five starters. And that sixth guy was Aaron Ashby, who was bouncing between the rotation and the bullpen. So everybody was getting an extra day rest. At last year, everybody was given an extra day of rest. You can't tell me that that's not something that was impacting the pitchers in a very positive way then and potentially is impacting them in a negative way now. Um, so that's, 
we'll keep an eye and see what happens, especially uh, once they are able to get uh, Brandon Woodruff back, which it sounds like it's getting closer. His ankle is all right. It's that nerve issue thing that he's got going on right now. He's on medication. Uh, he threw a, a bullpen session. Reportedly, it went well. It's just about getting the feeling back in his fingers. The postgame comments of manager Craig Council will play those for you next. The Brewers lose to the Nationals 8-6. This is Brewers Extra Innings. The pitch, a line drive, caught by Bell. Telez hit it as hard as you can. And Bell playing behind the bag at first, hugging the line, caught it. If it gets past Bell, it's extra bases into the corner, and who knows how long. Everybody on the base paths are running. But Bell made the catch, and Telez couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's one of the biggest plays of the game where the ball get caught, gets caught over at first. If Telez hits that, probably clears the bases. We might be talking about a win. That that might have been the difference-making hit right there. But when you are in slumps, when, when, when things are not going well for you, those are the type of plays that end as outs. And when you're in a winning streak, those are the type of hits that get through when you come up with big hits. And they're just they're in a bad spot here at the moment. Eric Lauer today, he struggles five innings, eight runs on seven hits. He only actually gave up runs, though, in two innings. He gave up four runs in the third, four in the fifth. Manager Craig Council speaking with the media a little while ago and uh, specifically talked about the issues in those two innings. Um, well, I mean, he just, you know, they started off the 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 third with, you know, the, the little swing and bunt and um and then they you know they're at the top of the lineup and the walk hurt them to adams for sure and then you know we had then we're in a jam with with uh, the, the heart of their lineup coming up and some dangerous hitters and those guys did a nice and those guys did a nice job in that sequence um you know and then in the, and then the fifth he just you know he, he again it's really good hitters decent pitch to soto probably up and then he probably just he left two balls in the middle look like the next two guys and it's it's homers, you know. Those yeah. are obviously, and that's that's four quick runs. Right. And I mean, sometimes he's able to get away with the walks, but that just wasn't really the case today. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, he, he didn't, and then they were to the wrong hitters, um, where you know where their their best hitters were kind of coming up, and that hurt us. Got some uh, sparks offensively there, especially late. Uh, is that positive to take? Well, we had a we had a really good. What was it? The sixth inning, no seventh, seventh inning. That was really. I mean, that was really good. We had, you know, frankly, we had eight, eight really quality at bats. Unfortunately, the Willie's double play, um, that it hurt us. But the rest, you know, we did a really nice job. Rowdy smokes the ball at the bases loaded. So definitely some good at bats. Though Weicho had a really nice day with his at bats. Um, obviously, Christian's swinging the bat pretty well. So there, there's. It looks like some guys are. Vic, Vic continues to swing the bat really well. So it looks like there's some guys that are. Um, starting to swing it, and hopefully that that made some runs coming. Can you, can you draw positives from that, like individual guys, right? Like stacking up good days. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean that's that's how you score. You know, we've we've had some guys that have just been ice cold, um, and, and it, it's tough to sustain rallies when when you have that. Um, uh, hopefully, we got some guys that are that are starting to feel a little bit. The ball that Rowdy hit—that was the hardest hit ball of the game, 113 miles an hour. It's what just 
guys perfectly positioned at the yeah, I mean, things are going. I mean that's now, baseball. Right? I mean that's that's gonna happen. Um, you know, it, we give up eight runs or we get a lot of time winning. Yeah. Was Peter's hand okay? After yeah, he, he got hit in the thumb, um, and, and he but he was he was probably going to go back out there if we didn't score. So I, I, he's a little sore, but he's he's okay. Craig, obviously a tough stretch right now. How, how do you think the, the the guys are handling this? How is everybody handling this right now? And just what's the mood? Would you say? Well, the, the, there's never a, a good mood when you're when you're in a stretch like this. Um, you know what? There's, there's the great thing is that there's a game tomorrow, and, and we get to we get a chance to stop it and turn the tide, and that's that's what we're going to come on and try to do. Um, it's a, it's a new day tomorrow, and, and that's how you got to approach it. That's the best part of baseball. You play every day. Every day when you walk, wake up, it's a new day. And for all we know, the Brewers are going to go on an eight-game winning streak. Maybe, maybe not. But it's one of the things about baseball is that uh, every day is a brand-new day. It's not like other sports where you have to sit on a win or a loss for two, three days, or football where you have to sit on it for a week. It's an every day, brand-new day, and it's uh, part of the beauty that is the game of baseball. 8-6 the final score. The Brewers lose in Washington. We're going back through the game with the highlights. That's next. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 8-6. The Brewers fall to the Nationals today. The pitching matchup, Eric Lauer on the mound for the Brewers. Patrick Corbin going for the Nationals. A battle of two left-handers. Great start for the Brewers. First batter of the game is Christian Yelich. 2-2 coming. And a swing and a fly ball hit to deep center. Back Robles onto the warning track looking up. It's gone. A home run for Christian Yelich. Leadoff pop for Yelly. His first home run since the Brewers were in Cincinnati. One month ago it was when he hit for the cycle against Cincinnati, but he hits the home run, and the Brewers jump out to a 1-0 lead. They hand the ball to Eric Lauer, and he puts up zeros in the first and second innings, but the Nationals, they would take the lead in the third. In the bottom of the third, Luis Garcia leads the inning off with a base hit. Uh, Lane Thomas then walks with one out, so runners on at first and second for Cesar Hernandez, who gets a base hit. It loads the bases for Juan Soto, who walks. So a bases-loaded walk scores a run. It ties it up 1-1. The next hitter after that is Nelson Cruz. The 1-1 pitch. Line drive down the left field line. This is a fair ball. It'll one-hop the wall in the corner. Two runs are in. Holding up at third is Soto. Checking into second is Cruz. And it's a 3-1 Nationals lead. And then the Nationals get one more courtesy of Josh Bell. Here's Josh Bell. Runners at second and third. Infield in. And he lines this to left field. Yelich racing over. Diving and making a tremendous catch. Soto back to the bag at third. He'll tag up. Here's the throw home. Not going to be in time. Soto slides in there and the Nationals lead at 4-1. to one. Yeah, fantastic catch there by Christian Yelich, and he gets it out, but a run still does score. Without that catch, the inning could have gotten much, much worse. Instead, they're able to get out of it. A four-run inning for the Nationals, and they lead by a 4-1 score. They would double that lead, or double that run output, I should say, in the fifth inning when Lane Thomas walks, and then with one out, it's once again Juan Soto at the plate. 
Soto a swing and a high towering drive to center. And Soto has hit one out. His 13th home run of the season. He increases the Nationals' lead to 6-1. to But they are not done. Nowhere close in the inning. The next hitter is Nelson Cruz. And now a fly ball to center. Back on it, Kane still back, and Cruz has indeed gone back to back. Nearly the same exact spot. Cruz with his seventh, and his second, and his many ninths. How about back to back to back? Next hitter, Josh Bell. 3 1 coming. And Bell hits one towards left, into the corner, and gone. Three straight homers for Washington. Soto, then Cruz, now Bell. His second home run in his many nights. And right now, the Nationals are teeing off. 8-1, the Nationals have the lead. Eric Lauer will be done after that fifth inning in the sixth. New pitcher Peter Streslecki gives up a leadoff single in the sixth to Luis Garcia. Next hitter after that is Victor Robles. 2-1 is lined right back to Streslecki. He flips to first. It's a double play. That one may have got Streslecki in the right hand, and it just happened to stay in his glove. He's able to turn the double play, but now Dave Yeager and Craig Council need to go out and check on Streslecki. He would stay in the game. He would get Lane Thomas to fly out. He would put up a zero there in the sixth inning, and the Brewers would start to make some noise in the seventh. Inning starts with a Victor Caratini double. Next hitter is Lorenzo Kane. The 2-2. Kane, a line drive down the left field line. That's a fair ball. It's all the way into the corner for extra bases. Caratini turns third. He will jog home. And Lorenzo Kane trades places with Caratini with an RBI double here in the top of the seventh. It's an 8-2 ball game. They would really start to make it a ball game courtesy of the next hitter, Mark Mathias. 2-1 pitch, a high drive out to left. Thomas is back at the track. He looks up. It is gone for Mark Mathias. A two-run blast for Mathias, his first of the season. And the Brewers within four. It's an 8-4 ball game. Christian Yelich then singles. That ends the day for Patrick Corbin. Rosmo Ramirez comes in, gets a double play off the bat of Willie Adamas, but then back-to-back hits from Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro result in another pitching change. Kyle Finnegan comes in. He walks Luis Urias. The bases are loaded in a four-run game for Rowdy Tellez. The pitch, a line drive, caught by Bell. Telez hit it as hard as you can. And Bell playing behind the bag at first, hugging the line, caught it. If it gets past Bell, it's extra bases into the corner, and who knows how long. Everybody on the base paths are running. But Bell made the catch, and Telez couldn't believe it. Hardest hit ball of the day, but it doesn't go for anything. It's a four-run game. Hobie Milner pitches a scoreless seventh. Devin Williams throws a scoreless eighth. We go to the ninth inning. New pitcher is Tanner Rainey for the Nationals. With one out, Andrew McCutcheon walks. And then with two outs, Luis Urias does this. McCutcheon not held on. He takes off and swing and a line drive out towards deep left center. Back at the track, and Urias has made it a two-run game. Luis, his sixth home run, it's 8-6.
So they are still alive in the ninth inning. The next hitter, Rowdy Tellez. The stretch and pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. And the ball game is over. A 99-mile-an-hour fastball from Tanner Rainey. And the Brewers have lost eight straight games. They lose 8-6. The Nationals go to 23-38. The Brewers drop to 33-28. Winning totals for Washington. Eight runs, nine hits, one air. They leave four for the Brewers. Six runs, 11 hits, one air. They leave nine. Winning pitcher Patrick Corbin, he's 3-8. The loss, Eric Lauer, he is 5-2. Home run, Soto is 13th. Cruz is 7th. Bell is 7th for the Brewers. Yelich is 6th. Mathias is 1st. Urias is 6th. The game lasting three hours and two minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 25,265 folks. Brewers lose 8-6. We'll preview the series finale and wrap things up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 8-6. The Brewers fall today to the Nationals. They've lost the first two games of the series. Elsewhere around the NL Central, Cardinals beat the Reds in walk-off fashion 5-4. Tommy Edmond, a two-run walk-off home run. So with that, the Brewers are now in second place, a game and a half back of the Cardinals. Elsewhere around the division, the Cubs trail in New York to the Yankees, 3-0 in the fourth, and the Pirates lose to the Braves, 10-4. Brewers and Nationals will wrap up this series coming up tomorrow afternoon. Jason Alexander is going to make the start for the Brewers. So far, so good in his first two starts with the Brewers. uh, No record, but comes in with a 2.25 ERA, so he's going to be looking for his first career win coming up tomorrow. 12.05 first pitch. Uh, that means our coverage is set to begin at 11.30, and uh, I'll be coming your way following the game with Brewers Extra Innings. Once again, Brewers lose by an 8-6 score. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on WTMJ.